On this episode, we're discussing Verity, a book that has somehow taken book talk and bookstagram by storm. There will be spicy language and spoilers, so if this one is still on your to be read list, we take the emergency exit to another episode. Welcome back to Page Rage. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, I just, I'm going to cut it there <laughs> instead of the whole tune. I've actually got bad romance stuck in my head since I decided to name this episode that like a year ago. Now I've just got that's all I got. I mean, this is the perfect name for this episode. You nailed it. You nailed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. Oh, I did see Scream yesterday, last night. Both are the same. So you have also seen Scream if you've read a final girl support group by Grady Hendrix. So Grady, I hope you're getting some kind of income. Oh my god! Almost the same exact plot. I wonder which one came first, whether he wrote it and they saw it or read it and were like, "Huh." I hope you're getting some royalties, Grady, because I walked out and I was like, "Man, this is like I got a serious case of deja vu. I feel like I've read this or seen this again." Oh, you know. Sure did. Also, they did a lot with the Gen Z situation and the older millennials, and I felt way old, and I was very insulted. I don't like it, because I'm like, we're not that old. Like, go attack the boomers. Like, leave us alone, man. We have 40-year-olds winning the Olympics. Go away. I was pretty insulted on a couple things, and it didn't make a sense, because it's satire. Like, don't say I'll be back. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back. And something about elevated horror got thrown in. I don't even know what that was. But it was good seeing Nev Campbell. <laughs> Nev Campbell. She looks great. Yeah, she, she looks does. great. She does. She looks phenomenal. Uh, and David Arquette, even though he looked a little, you know, that was his character. But yeah. I still was like, man, you still look good. And Courtney. I mean, Courtney, as long as she doesn't have those little micro bangs, is a good day. Like, as long as we never have to go back there, I'm happy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Those weren't cute. Yeah. I'm sorry. Those don't look good on anybody. I don't care what anybody Mm-mm. thinks. They're not working for you. So. No, I don't think they work on anybody. I don't no. either. I- I don't know why that became a trend. I have no idea. So, I have literally no idea. So is that one that you would say go to the theaters for or no. wait for it? Because I'm planning wait on it. waiting for it. Okay. Wait for it. Do not go see it. You heard it here first. <laughs> I was a little let down, but it, it felt nice to like wade back in. I was like, oh, I missed the slasher era. Same. I think everybody does. But instead of making something new, they're just continuing with the old ones. I'm not mad. I love Halloween. I will always keep watching it. But, you know, I'm ready for something new. They discuss that also in the movie. So basically, they just listen to Page Rage and are now making a movie about it. It's called a requel. Mm. According to Gen Z, it's a requel. Mm -hmm. And then they had to explain it to everybody else who was not Gen Z. But you know what? I have a feeling. Do you remember how they used to do that with millennials too? Like when we were in our our teens and 20s, where they were always like, even when they were writing the text language, it would be barely Mm -hmm. decipherable. I'm like, literally none of us talk like that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm almost wondering if they're doing the same thing with Gen Z and and then Gen Z is watching it like literally no. I I hope so because I was highly annoyed. In my head, I was like, all y'all can die and I wouldn't be upset. You know who else could die and I wouldn't care? Verity and Lowen. That's who could die and I wouldn't care. Literally every character in this book other than the children, I wouldn't care. This book just reaffirmed why I don't read Colleen Hoover. Yes. Just a reaffirmation for me. So, I mean, I guess... That's great. But I'm really confused on what's going on in the book world and why everyone loves this. What I don't understand is this came out in 2018. This was a book club pick for my Killers and Thrillers book club at work in 2019. Mm -hmm. I missed that one because we were flying to France. That flight Mm -hmm. to Paris is a whole other story that we don't even need to get into. Rough times. Very rough times. Luckily, I was reading Bridgerton instead of this. Good call, Ashley. 
I read this in 2020, finally, because uh, I was like, well, it's I have the book, it's sitting here, might as well read it. And I was just like, what in the entire hell did I just read? And then the fact that it has just been catching popularity even more so over the past two years, like during the pandemic on TikTok and everything else. I'm like, what is happening here? I really don't understand it. Colleen Hoover released Verity December 18. And over a half a million people on Goodreads <laughs> has read this book and gave it a collective rating of 4.41. What the actual fuck, people? <laughs> Did we read the same book? No. Verity follows Lowen Ashley. I don't even like how her... Ashley Smollett is ridiculous. I'm afraid my name has been involved in this. Uh, for all of my fellow, Ash- first of all, she's an Ashley, okay? We, all of you L-E-Ys, you know how we feel about that nonsense, but continue on. Follows Lowen Ashley, relatively small author who has fallen on financial hardships and meets Jeremy Crawford in the most Colleen Hoover way, roll my eyes, who offers her a job of a lifetime. His wife, Verity, a New York best-selling author has been a victim of a car crash and is deemed brain dead. Jeremy has decided to hire Lowen to finish Verity's hit series. Lowen moves into their house because she's basically homeless and that's how the plot is going. To work through all the notes and outlines and material and stumbles upon Verity's dark, sick, and twisted autobiography. And because she can't mind her own business, she reads it. As time goes on, Lowen's feelings grow stronger for Jeremy She discovers Verity's worst admissions of murder, jealousy, and depravity, and also how to move forward with her relationship with Jeremy. I hated this book. So how did you feel about it? (laughs) (laughs) I hated this book. How did you feel about it, Ashley? Yeah. Well, you know, first gripe, I've already said, the Ashley. I won't give her this. It was not a hard book to read. In the sense that it it was a page turner. It was not boring in any capacity. Like you can fly through it, but I'm like, what the hell is happening in this book? Like, I do not understand why it is so popular in the good way that it is. Not in like a, it's a fast read, but it's fucking nuts. You know, like people are obsessed with this book. There's like Facebook discussion groups. It's just, it is not dying. I can't even remember which book this was of Colleen Hoover's. It might've been Ugly Love. I don't know. Forever ago, opened a Colleen Hoover book because it had been a minute since I read her. This is probably like two, three years ago. And the opening scene was the girl was sitting in the rain on the curb and she had just walked in on her boyfriend and her best friend hooking up or some other thing. And she was like borderline suicidal. And I shut the book and I said, I'm never reading Colleen Hoover again. I cannot deal with this Lots of angst. So then this came about and everybody was talking about it. So I said, okay, well, let me read this. I open it and the first opening scene, she's sitting at a stoplight in Manhattan. In New York, and yeah. S- yeah. Somebody's head gets run over by a bus and it pops like a zit. And I rolled my eyes so hard that they touched the back of my brain because I thought, typical Colleen. Every time, and you're right, like this, I, it was a short read, which mm-hmm. I did like. Like it wasn't a super long book. Mm-hmm. So it was a short read. It was quick. And every time something went left, I was like, of course, of course, this would be in a column. Like I was just, I wasn't even surprised. I was like, what else? I'm expecting a meteor to drop from this guy at some point in here. It's just ridiculous to me. I will say she handled it pretty well for that opening scene. I was like, this is right. It's totally correct. Like either people wouldn't even notice it and they would just keep walking. I mean, this happens on a daily if you're commuting. Like people jump in front of the train and then it's like, train maintenance, train delays. Like you never even mm-hmm. really know what's going on. It's it's saddening, obviously. But I was mm-hmm. like, that part, I was like, yeah, this is 
probably accurate of how it would be handled, but ridiculous. ridiculous. I, I have no words. I just don't have any words. The, the fact that, like I said, this came out, what, four years ago now, and it's still mm-hmm. getting all of this hype is wild to me. There is no plot. There is, I mean, there's a plot, but you know, there's no character development. There's barely any backstory. One thing I will give Colleen Hoover though, I read all the way to the end because I like to read, you know, the acknowledgements and stuff because sometimes they throw in some funny things. And I want to say it was one of the last lines in the book. And she was like, whether you love it or you hate it, you read it. You know what I mean? She's like, I mean, she she was basically like, thank you. If you hate it, thank you. If you love it, the point is we're reading. And I was like, you are correct, madam. You are correct. Mm-hmm. So at least she's aware that it's very divisive. She's very divisive as a, as a writer. Besides the Ashley, <laughs> did you like Lowen as a character? No, I did not. I, I, <laughs> I did not like her in any capacity. I do not even feel like it was somebody who could be redeemed in my eyes. I, I don't even know that there was enough of her. There was enough substance of her character for us to like. It was just she's a sad sack of a human. And then mm-hmm. she just instantly falls in love. With a guy, might I add, because of who he was in this autobiography that the, his wife was writing, she fell in love with a fictional character as much as she was bitching about her editor doing the same for her. But there was no, you didn't like her, you didn't know her, you didn't know him. It was just, it was ridiculous. What about, what about you though? Well, I hated this whole book. So no, I didn't like her at all. I did like, I did like this one. I mean, I felt bad for him. True, I felt really bad for her. Also, let's still talk that... He was married, so she yeah. was the other woman in a marriage. She can't mind her own business. I just kept thinking, I was like, she over here reading this woman's autobiography and all their sex life. I mean, let's be real, Kat. We would have done the same thing. If you don't <laughs> act like we wouldn't do that. If you see a little manuscript over there and you read the first paragraph like that, who's not going to continue turning the page? We did. We read it. We literally read Verity. I'm mad at her for like hiding it. She's <laughs> legit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs uh-huh. in my head. I would have read that and been like, man, I, I'm going to go to some cops. Like, this is some fucked up shit. I'm going to bring this up to her man. Also, your wife killed some of your kids. So mm-hmm. we need to talk about that. Um, you know, that scar, the clothes hanger thing. That's when I like was mm-hmm. out. I was like, you've lost me. I would have gone straight to a cop. Yeah. No, the clothes hanger thing was they lost me awful. Is it a, re- a harsh reality of what women have had to deal with? Yes. But in this context, mm-hmm. it was just so horrible. But, you know, I have the first thing I said when I told Kat we should do this in the episode was the only thing I can remember is teeth marks in a bedpost and the main character, Lowen, lining up her teeth to make sure she was also in the same line of parts when she's screwing this other lady's husband. That's when I personally was out. I was like, there is no redeeming this character. There's no redeeming this book. We are, we're done here. I just like, don't get it. I don't get the hype. And I want, I want somebody to tell me what the hype is. Nobody is a good character in this book. Who liked the character in this book? Somebody tell me. I mean, there's nobody to like. Do you nope. think, I mean, what do you think about Jeremy? Do you have any thoughts about Jeremy? How did you feel about him? Because I feel like he's think, a bit of a creep. I think he's a psycho as well. I think everybody in there is missing some key things in their brain development. Yes. I'm going to be real about that. I think he's weird. I think he's had a lot of loss. So I've tried to give him the benefit on that. To lose two girls, I can totally see like, I'd probably be a little crazy too. I remember the opening scene. She like goes in the bathroom with this dude who she doesn't know. She just met on the corner in New York City. Get out of here. All the red flags. I'm thinking, listen, I maybe you're in shock. Sure. But like, really? Any any kind of like caution? Nothing? Okay, I'm out. Again, and I thought that was weird because I'm thinking you're taking this random woman into a bathroom. You know that's wrong. I, I just, I hate it. Like even if he was trying to be a good Samaritan, you can wait outside the door. 
be like, mm-hmm. oh, do you need a shirt? Like, is there something, you know, you can be helpful mm-hmm. and not be in the bathroom with her watching her like half naked after you just met her. Like, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I remember when she was like taking off her shirt and he gave her her shirt. I'm like, so y'all are just in the bathroom. You don't even know each other's names. You know nothing about each other. He's just a stranger off the street. This is crazy mm-hmm. to me. None of this makes sense. And th- this is why I can't stand Hoover because I'm like, nothing about this makes sense to me. No, it was a, it was the one of probably one of the weirdest like meet cutes that I've ever read. I will say that, especially the fact they actually ended up together after meeting in this way. A little odd. I also didn't like that he didn't let on to the fact that as soon as she said her name, he pretty much knew who she was. Like Lowen is not a common name. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much knew instantaneously, like who she was, what was going on. And he was withholding that information. So I immediately did not trust him. What did you think about Verity? It's hard with Verity because obviously we don't know her. We know what she wrote in that autobiography. And then we know what she wrote in that letter. And then the only thing we really truly see her quote unquote doing is hiding the fact that she's actually awake, right? Like she's not actually Mm -hmm. ill. And so it's it's hard to really feel a genuine anything for her because I don't think we even know who the real Verity is. And it's it's hard because even if, you know, she wasn't this horrible person, the fact that she was still pretending to be comatose, essentially, letting her husband just care for her and, you know, putting her son through that. I mean, I don't understand it. So I mean, obviously, I can't say I like her either, but again, I don't even think we really know who she is. She didn't have a chance to speak for herself, so to speak. No development. There was no development yeah. in the story. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I want to know if this writing technique is really a thing. If it's a thing, yeah, I cool. can absolutely see this being being a thing. Okay, I did something very similar. Um, I'm an English lit major. For those of you listening, uh, so I had a class where that's literally what we did was we. We literally analyzed, I think, one one or two books for the entire semester, but we applied different theories to it. So one was looking at it through like Freudian theory. So you're like obviously ripping out all the weird like, you know, issues and stuff they're having. I can't even think of all the different theories we applied, but you're literally writing papers from those different theoretical perspectives. And it's amazing that you can look at one book in all these different ways. So I would see that as exactly the same as a writer is you're putting yourself in a different character and trying to come at it from a different direction, put a different spin on it. So yes, I would 100% say this would be a real writing technique. I don't think I would ever be comfortable putting my name as a person who did the clothes hanger thing. That was that was too much for me. Like I, I couldn't be like, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with putting my name where I'm saying I did this to my kids because mm-hmm. everything she said was her, and I'm like she used her kids' names. Like I yeah. feel like that cross some kind of boundary in there where you're literally meshing everything together. And now you don't know what's reality and what's yeah, it's like, at least if you're gonna write a story about it, make them fictional characters, you know, Mm -hmm. like don't make it literally you. Yeah, name of Veronica. Yeah, use another V name. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be similarities. But what artist doesn't draw from their life, you know, but sure. But in my head, I was yeah. like, you're just putting your name with your kids' names. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if that was a writing tactic, Ugh. why would you, A, not tell your husband that you were doing this in case he came? Mm-hmm. Like, communication, people. That is what is happening here. A serious breakdown of communication on all fronts. If this was the case, tell your husband you're writing it. Let him know if he comes across it. This is not real. This is just a writing exercise. Like, do not have a fucking heart attack. You know what I mean? Like, you could have just, there wouldn't have even been a story. If I was... Lowen Ashley rip out the first like chapter. Did this really happen with you guys? 
Don't even show them the rest of the book. Yeah. Did this really happen? Because then you can gauge whether or not this is real or she full of shit. And then if he's like, oh yeah, uh, this is uncomfortable, but totally happened. I'd be like, okay, well now we have a bigger issue because this is also what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Or just talk to him throughout and just be like, so, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just going to check in. <laughs> Where, what, is, this, <laughs> is this something that also occurred? Or like, how did you feel about this? Was this something that happened in your relationship? I don't know. But it's hard because that's he, that's also one-sided. It's always hard, you know, because like the truth is somewhere between the two stories, right? And mm-hmm. we don't have Varys. I almost wish they would just have like a little novella of just Verity after well she's dead but like maybe mm-hmm. just Verity being actual Verity so we can know for sure like who do we side with here I don't know it's all they're all trash or whatever well from what we know about their their relationship from the autobiography and from what Jeremy said why do you think Lowen fell for Jeremy I'm gonna say for the sex <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say purely for that for the sex because he sounds like an animal in bed and also he sounded like a good dad so I would agree with that I would absolutely agree with that do you think, though, that she fell for Jeremy as Jeremy, or do you think she fell for the Jeremy in the autobiography? Absolutely in the autobiography. She don't know shit about that Mm-mm. man. Not a damn thing. She don't even know his middle name. I'm like, when's his birthday? Exactly. What's his mother's name? <laughs> yeah. What's his sign? Mm-hmm. You don't know What's any his of favorite that. favorite flavor of ice cream? You don't know any she don't of that. Know. He could be, he, well, he is a serial killer, but he, like, he, was yep. say he could be a serial killer. Actually, he is. Well, I think we've addressed some of this, but was there, was there a part other than the hanger that you thought was the most disturbing to you. I mean, the hanger was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. You know what I found really disturbing? At the end, when she is cheering him from the sidelines, telling Jeremy how to kill Verity, yeah. I'm thinking, where did the humanity go? And yeah. make sure it looks like she choked. I'm like, oh, that's nasty. She's like, she's like the chicks in the Tinder swindler, like who are just so yeah. like in love with this person out of nowhere that they just don't even... They're like literally blinded by love and not even realizing what they're doing here. And that's scary. That's I feel like these people literally moved away and then they became the family upstairs. Like something, something crazy happened to them. You know what I mean? I think he killed her like eventually. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't feel that absolutely. Bad about it, so. I think he gets whatever child she has. And then, yeah, I could definitely see Lowen disappearing down the road. What about you? What besides the teeth? Yeah, I mean, the, the teeth was disturbing out a whole other way. I, I would have to agree, like, towards the end, just literally helping him kill his wife, not even taking into account, okay. And even after she found that letter, if any of this is true, like, why are you not concerned for yourself or your child? Like, you're just so brainwashed by this guy. Like, I don't, I didn't like any part of that. It was extremely frustrating and annoying to read. Like, at no point did her own safety or her child's safety or crew's safety cross her mind. And I was like, these people should not be parents, like the trash, trash humans. I honestly, but I, I kept thinking about it. I was like, you know, what? you guys kind of deserve each other. Like mm-hmm. you kind of deserve what's going on because y'all both suck as human beings. I'm not seeing any kind of like silver lining with either of y'all. But speaking of which, can we also discuss this whole bedroom locking situation? I feel like there was a lot of weird things that happened. It's like, let me just dribble in the fact that she's a sleepwalker and she just randomly ends up next to Verity upstairs. But then it like really never serves a purpose other than, oh, she needs a lock on the inside. But then we lock her in on the outside. And like, we're all okay with that. I, I, I'm not okay with any sort of lock on the outside of, of my door ever, especially in a house where I literally don't know the people that I am 
living with. I feel like there were a ton of red flags in this book. Yes. And we dropped the sleepwalker thing. And then that was kind of like took several seats somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird that she ended up in the wife's bedroom. Nobody discussed that. Why not just lock her door? The woman can't do anything anyways. And the lock on the bed, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And the bedroom lock. Are you crazy? She moved into a house with somebody she don't even know. Mm-hmm. And she just letting people lock her in things. I can't. She's just an idiot. I agree. I think she's a complete idiot. Well, I agree with you. There was literally a bouquet of red flags. There was literally an entire landscape, hillside mm-hmm. of red flags, if you will. One of them was when we found out that Verity had never actually read Lowen's book. It was actually Jeremy that had and suggested her name to Verity's publishing house to see if they could continue the series with her. Why do you think he lied about that? He fell in love with her characters in her book and the same thing. It seems to be like a revolving. Yeah, revolving, falling in love with. I mean, she must have written a hell of a book. (laughs) Like that's this character in her book must be incredible. Everybody's falling in love with it. But yeah, I think that's more so what it was. I think he fell in love with that character, decided he wanted wanted her this is his next victim i wonder what what would have been different if she hadn't looked the way she looked like what if she was like a 70 year old woman (laughs) then i don't think we'd be here (laughs) you know like in my head i was thinking that i was like what if she was a grandma and do you think he would have been like yes please stay at my home no i do not i don't think i don't think we would have ended up here and the grandma would have had way more sense i can (laughs) tell you that absolutely literally would not have moved in there i would have been like Mm -hmm. i will stay at a hotel near to your house house I don't care what I have to do like give me an advance on this 800 million dollars you're paying me it's gonna be fine we're gonna figure out a different way picked up that autobiography read a couple things been like is this real Mm -hmm. okay well we're gonna have to discuss this Obviously, in the book, we know that Verity's actually moving around. We're actually, you know, seeing it through Lowen's eyes. She's seeing her, like, pop downstairs and, you know, all kinds of things. What were you thinking? Because this was the second time I read it, so I obviously knew what the deal was. But what were you thinking when that happened? Were you, like, creeped out by Verity? Did you think Verity was going to end up, like, killing Lowen? Where did you think this was going to go? I knew she was obviously really awake as soon as the kid started saying, she told me. I was like, oh, she she awake. She faking it. I thought she was going to kill one of them. I, I don't know about so much about Lowen, but I, I thought there was going to be a cool twist because, you know, this book had been huge. I thought maybe she would have killed Jeremy for some reason. Like, he did this to her. He caused the car accident kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she was going to get back at him. That I would have liked. That would have been a cool twist. I think them. I think she should have left that note somewhere for Lowen earlier on. Let her see that Jeremy is not the person you think he is. And then they should have killed Jeremy and then went off and lived off t- together, riding in the sunset with raising crew and then the new baby. Because I'm assuming she was already, like, Lowen was already pregnant mm-hmm. at that point. I think that would have been a much, much happier ending for me. That would have been a cooler ending. Yeah. For sure. I would have definitely not rated this book like a 1.5. No. I've been like, good for you. Getting your head mm-hmm. out of Jeremy's ass finally. So I also, when she was like popping around and then she would be like looking at her, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that because I put it in like a movie scene mm-hmm. where like almost like a creepy doll. <laughs> That definitely creeps me out. I would not be okay. And I would have been like, and I will be leaving right now. Like I'm not, I don't know what is going on in this house. I want no part of it. I'm out. I am out. I would have taken a box, thrown what I needed yep. in there. I, like, I'm going to go work at the hotel. So do you think if Jeremy knew about autobiography, if Lowen had went to him and been like, so <laughs> what's going on with this? Do you think that would have changed anything he did? I think he would not have been able to act like he had no idea about it at the end because I actually do think he was aware of it. Because let's be real, if your wife is comatose and you know she's an author and she's also like your bread 
winner essentially at this point. Who mm-hmm. is not going to like start looking through things to see, okay, does she have another manuscript ready to go? Is there something else that we could be working off of? What else could I be finding? Like who wouldn't be like snooping around looking for things? So I do not believe that he had no knowledge of it. So I think had she leveled it, had she bubbled it up sooner, I don't know. I don't know if she would have ended up dead as well, or if he just would have had to kind of pivot his whole way of going about things. I think he would have definitely had to pivot. It's, it just comes down to who was Jeremy really. He was really this conniving person who was trying to kill Verity, which honestly, he had a point. She literally, you know, if she was who she mm-hmm. was in the autobiography, she literally killed his kid. So, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was wrong, but I'm just like, if he was actually this person, it kind of puts a different spin on things. In my head, I view him as a bad guy. I think he's definitely just as culpable as Verity in that. I agree. So I think he probably would have taken out Loan for sure mm-hmm. and then done this all over again, drowned or something or overdosed on her sleeping mm-hmm. pills because I know she had those something something along those or lines. Or slept, walked out into the water mm-hmm. or something because mm-hmm. she has a history of hurting herself mm-hmm. when she's sleepwalking. Although I think there was more to that as well. Well, that was a subplot. Yeah, that, that we never really got. So cool. Hoover kind of dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> I think she dropped the ball on a lot of things in this. Well, all in all, do you think this manuscript was real? Do you think it was actually Verity's thoughts? and actions or do you think it was a writing exercise i think it was real i can't picture now i'm thinking logically (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't exist in hoover's world i know i don't see how somebody could write their kids and their selves in those deaths as sick as she did without having some kind of real kind of issue Mm -hmm. like real kind of background in that I think the sex between them was definitely real because you saw the teeth mark. So if that was real, I think the rest of it was real. What about you? Yeah, I I think that the autobiography was real. I think that was 100% her. I think that her and Jeremy were both extremely manipulative people. And I think leaving that note was supposed to make the reader feel like, oh shit, they killed the wrong person. But I think it was Verity's long game where she knew that Mm -hmm. this was going to end one of two ways. Either she was going to kill Jeremy or Loen or both, or he was, they were going to kill her. And so I think she was hoping that if it was her that ended up dead, Loen would come across this note and then feel like a giant piece of shit. And just like, I think she left it there to ruin whatever Mm -hmm. Loen and Jeremy have. Like, I I truly think that Jeremy and uh, Verity both were just extremely manipulative creatures who had a ton of chemistry but should never have procreated and tried to live normal lives because they're both psychopaths, sociopaths, one of the paths. Like they're both neither one of them are okay. I don't think Lowen is any kind of path. I think she's just an extremely weak human with no spine and just wanted yeah. to belong to someone somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so she just Absolutely. morphed herself into whoever she needed to be. And I really, really dislike when writers write women like this and I'm 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 actually sad it's a woman who wrote another woman like this I fucking hate it so it's literally like one of my biggest pet peeves yeah there's no substance well here's here's my other question though what do you think really happened because like I said I don't believe that the autobiography was a hundred percent the full story I don't believe Jeremy's thing was a hundred percent the full story I always think it's somewhere in the middle so like what do you think actually happened here in the whole book or yeah. at the end yeah in the book with them Verity and Jeremy got together in exactly the same way they got together I think that whole part is true mm-hmm. I think they got married I think all that yada 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 I think when Lowen got thrown into the mix I think Lowen actually pushed a little bit more along the way than she needed like mm-hmm. she push for her own game on the side 
I had a feeling Verity was going to kick it anyways because Lowen, not manipulative because she, I don't think she's that smart, mm-hmm. but I think she's that selfish. Yeah, I agree. Very selfish. So I think all that really happened at the end, but I think she's going to stay with Jeremy. Of course. She's going to morph herself into whatever whatever she needs to be mm-hmm. for him. What about you? What do you think really happened? Yeah, like, like you said, I, I feel like a lot of the beginning stuff was real. I definitely think Verity felt some type of way about her kids. I can absolutely believe that she's the type of person who, you know, wanted to be the only one that Jeremy was concerned mm-hmm. with and wanted to be the only one that she, she knew how to manipulate him and how to like wrap him around her finger to get what she wanted. And with these kids in the mix, it definitely took the attention away from her. I don't know if you remember like the main character from Gone Girl, the book or the movie, mostly the mm-hmm. mostly the movie. I think it was Rosamund Pike. That's who I see mm-hmm. as Verity. In. Oh, yeah. Like somebody that's just super cold and calculated and didn't really form attachments ever with any of her kids. I just don't think she was a person who could really relate to others in that way. And I almost feel like it's even like our favorite serial killer in the one where he had one person that he actually felt something for and for her mm-hmm. that was that was Jeremy and to have him feel that way about anybody else even if they were her children they were the enemy what i can't understand though is if she is that type of person why she would be okay with anybody taking over her books like if she's awake i would have been going to get my laptop like typing up in my room and just been like oh look who just randomly found you know outlines for 6 7 and 8 or like whatever the books were like She's that much of a controlling person. I can't see her just being cool with somebody else, just finishing her her series. That I cannot see. It would have been a cool twist if she would have killed Lowen somewhere along mm-hmm. the lines and then gone back and fell asleep or went into a coma or whatever the case she was. That would have been a cool twist. Yeah. I rated it a 1.5. Yeah. I think I gave it two stars. I gave it on. a two, but I agree with you on the, the 1.5. The 1.5 is because it is fast paced. You will mm-hmm. fly through it. It definitely is not boring. It doesn't drag. You don't have to push yourself through it, but it you truly end it with a giant, what the fuck did I just read? In my head, I'm going to be real, because this definitely gave me Gone Girl vibes, uh, like serious Gone Girl vibes. But in a bad way, like bootleg Gone Girl. In a bad way. Gone Girl's good. That's what I'm saying. You half a million people not read Gone Girl? Did you miss that? Because that was- We've done this better. Crazy. Yeah. Sharp Objects, I needed therapy. Love Sharp Objects. You needed, like, yeah, same. If you guys want a sick, twisted book- Jillian Flynn. Go to Jillian Flynn. All the way. where it's at. Yep. Even Dark Places. Dark Places is my least favorite of her three- same. Because that one, lit- I, I'm still unwell from the ending of that book. I am unwell to this day. So yes, I agree. And maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this is a bunch of readers who picked it up because it's getting so much hype, haven't really mm-hmm. dove into like Jillian Flynn or like any any of like our really good thriller writers and we're just blown away because it would be, you know, it's interesting. I would agree. I, I would definitely uh, say swing on over to Jillian Flynn. You will not regret it. Sharp objects, no. gone girl, cannot go wrong. Actually, all three were put into film. Yes. At any rate, this is a massive rage for us. Still don't understand it. We'll probably never understand it. This is my second read through. Still don't get it, even though it's being all hyped up. We definitely want to hear from you. So feel free to DM us. Let us know. You can. We'll book battle you all day about this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm so anti-Hoover now. It's just <laughs> never coming back for me. There's no coming back. Sorry, Colleen. All right. Arby. Well, we have a couple other rages that we want to talk about on this episode too. Uh, so Kat, why don't you let us know what is your secondary rage for this episode? My next big bad romance was The Promise by Kristen Ashley. Now, let me preface this. I was a hard Christian Ashley fan. Same. Kat got me into it. And then yeah. I had to deal with this right along with her. I blame her and Kyla. Kyla, if you're listening, it's all y'all's fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
a hard KA fan. I, up until this book, I had read every single book she had put out. And even after this book, I still read for a little bit longer. So The Promise came out in July of 2014. And this is where it started to go left for me with KA. We follow Benny Bonacci and his inner turmoil of loving his dead brother's girlfriend. There's my first problem. I'm going to be honest. It's been since 2014 since I read this and I will never read it again. I would rather rip my fingernails out than dive back into this book. That's how much I hated it. So what I remember is there's some weird love thing between Benny and Frankie, Francesca, we call her Frankie because everybody has a nickname in KA's books. So they're dealing with their, I love you, but I hate you kind of thing, which is typical KA and insert. There's like some ridiculous pharma drama that's taking several seats back and is a subplot within a subplot within a subplot that doesn't even really get brought up into anything. And there's enough inner monologues on this to drive you literally insane. I would rather read all of Tolkien's works than read this book again. Okay. okay. But for inner monologues, better or worse than 50 shades when the inner worse. monologue was like doing the conga or whatever. It was worse. Ugh. That's rough. It was worse. That's rough. I'm pretty sure there was one time there was a whole page where it was one sentence. One sentence was <laughs> one page in her mouth. Oh my God. I rated this one star. If I could have had given it a half a star, I would have. And I finished the book because I was a loyal KA fan. And I kept hoping there was going to be something redeemable. And I hated it. This is how much I hated it. I remember the exact moment I finished it. I was on the treadmill at the gym, elliptical, excuse me, because I can't run with my knees. And I finished it and I thought, I want to fly to Arizona because I know that's where KA lives and give her this book back while it's on fire and say, I want a redo. This was garbage. Was there anything I liked about this? No. What is the deal with the inner monologues? I'm going back there. I think there was maybe a collective 10 pages of actual conversation between them. It was awful. And why does Frankie dress the way she dresses? I know a lot of you, especially millennials, you remember the age where we had those bandages dresses oh, that yes. were super loose oh, up yes. top? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. She wears those the whole book. We had already passed that phase. Her hair is out to here. Were the jeans she, like bedazzled also? Like all, all the sequins all and rhinestones? There's a, there's a KA look for sure. And they're in like fucking Illinois. Like, let's be real. Who's dressing like this in Illinois? I mean, I've seen some questionable fashion choices coming out of the Midwest. So I mean, perhaps in the middle of winter, I want a Midwesterner to Get on here and DM us and tell me what you wear in winter. Is it high heels in one of those ugly ass bandage dresses? Oh, no. Dresses? They're probably in like no. Ugg boots and bandage dresses. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're smart. I hated this book and this was where Kay and I started breaking up. And then I read probably, because I, I tried, I read maybe 10 or 12 other of her books. And then I finally, there was one that I was just like, and I'm done. I can't anymore, Kristen. I can't. There is, I was going back in my Goodreads earlier and there was just like a year where I think for six mm -hmm. months, all I did was read Chris and Ashley because you and Kyla had gotten me on the train. I flew through Rock Chicks, at least the Rock Chick books that were out at that point. Um, and there's like, mm -hmm. a, you know, a couple other series that I really liked too. And then, yeah, it was, I don't even know. It was definitely what, like maybe four so years ago, I was reading her honey it's called honeys something and I was like we're done with this we I can't I literally cannot do this anymore 
There are rumors, though, that one of her more recent reads is getting some good some good reviews from people who were on the train with us. So we might have to read it and see how we feel. I don't know. I don't know if I trust her. I can't. I can't go back there. She had my book boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my book boyfriends. Luke still mm-hmm. loved him. Deke, his book was trash. Yep. So that's my biggest rage. I will say to never read that book ever. So that's that's how I feel about that. What about you, Ash? Okay. Well, for my bad romance, uh, mine is a newer book. So it is Electric Idol by Katie Roberts. Um, This one is the second book in the Dark Olympus series and was actually just published in February of 2022. This book is described as a, quote, scorchingly hot retelling of Psyche and Eros, but I personally think it was lukewarm at best. Picks up pretty close to where Neon Gods left off, where Psyche's mother is working to set up Psyche and the new Zeus, since obviously old Zeus like went flying out a window at the end of Neon Gods. Spoiler, mm-hmm. hopefully everybody read it. In the other corner, Aphrodite is trying to figure out a way to, to come out punching at Demeter because they are just having the duel of life. And so she's trying to kill off Psyche via her son Eros, who is actually her private assassin, and he just basically does whatever his mom tells him to do. Cue Eros finding the only solution, quote-unquote, to not having to kill Psyche, which is marriage because that's the completely logical choice that any of us would go Mm -hmm. to then navigate through their fake wedding as eros admires his new influencer wife yes she is an influencer and psyche falls in love with her quote-unquote little monster cue lady gaga of course there's a looming showdown with aphrodite and we see if their love prevails some of my rages about this book so i really liked uh neon gods i thought it was like Mm -hmm. very spicy is there a super incredible plot no but I think it was a really good fun read right this book I had a lot of expectations for I was hoping it was going to be kind of along the same lines although to be honest Psyche and Eros they always kind of bored me regardless so I'm like maybe Mm -hmm. it's not going to be the most exciting book but I feel like all the things were there one of the first things that like really threw me off was like the timeline of their love the man just fucking tried to kill you in the first 10 pages and then by page 200 you're like obsessively in love with him that's not how this works. That that's that's literally not how this works. I can't even grasp that. So I didn't really feel their connection like I did the the other one, I guess you could say. And I really needed more for Aphrodite. They really built her up in this series to be the big bad. And she wasn't that big or bad. She was kind of quiet in the background for a lot of it. I wanted more. I wanted um. more like coming at them with like, you know, just different things. I wanted I wanted more action in this book. I feel like you had the setup for a lot more action than what actually occurred. So I was kind of let down by that. It just was, it was meh. Like we went from Neon Gods to to this and this was barely a two. I mean, you read through it. It wasn't like slow or anything, but I just don't feel like there was anything to it. So are you going to continue the series? I'm definitely going to continue it. The next one is going to be wild. I think there's a throuple in it. They also introduced two of the new Zeus's sisters, and she's going to be one of the main characters. It's it's Helen. Well, they're actually, I don't know. I think they're making like Helen of Troy, the new Zeus's sister. I don't I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on. Like, I think Achilles is going to be in there. It's going to be interesting. So yes, I'm absolutely going to read it because I want to know <laughs> what the hell is happening. And his sister's character in this book is probably one of the most interesting. So... I would Helen Helen's in this book. Yeah. Oh, but okay. but not like in a big way. His they talk about two of Zeus's quote unquote sisters. They talk about his family. You expand that family a little bit and his sisters are bomb. So I'm more excited mm-hmm. about their their characters than I was about anything happening in this. I will say a couple things I liked about it. Um I did like the fact that Psyche was a plus size influencer. So you got to see mm-hmm. a little bit of like her struggles with like having clothing designers actually fit her correctly mm-hmm. and you know some of that and like the body image stuff. So Definitely loved that. I appreciated that it was a quote-unquote non-traditional main character, even though that should be a traditional main character. 
Um, so I did like that. And I also loved at the very end, they were kind of showing Eros and Hades in like a family dinner with uh, Demeter, Persephone, Psyche, and Calypso. And the girls were just like making spaghetti and pasta and, you know, just having like their family thing. And the guys were just kind of like, well, we have a family. It was really cute. It was very cute because they definitely played up the fact that like Eros did not really have a family with Aphrodite. Like Mm -hmm. she's manipulative and horrible. Her name is actually probably Verity. Um, Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I loved seeing them all kind of come together. So that was very cute. I will keep reading. I just don't think this was... The, the book that I wanted to follow up Neon Gods. Well, I'm glad you have positives. There are no positives <laughs> in the promise <laughs> for me. And Kyla actually said she didn't hate it. I hated it. So, Kyla, no. Because <laughs> she, she was a Benny Frankie fan from the jump. I could have cared less. Kristen, if you're listening, I did love you for quite some time. I you were rock I, chicks, man. I even have the rock chick hoodie. You do, and I was so jealous. I was like, look at her and Kyla and their rock chick hoodies. That's so cool. Now I'm like. <laughs> dedicated. I was to Kristen. Burn it. And you let me down. Burn it. You let me down. Well, something else that's making us very mad uh, that is not a book, the Tinder Swindler. I can't even say no. it. That's a tongue tie. Tinder Swindler. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's, let's please talk about it because uh, it's a another one where I'm extremely frustrated. I, I'm so frustrated by this. How do you how do you feel about this? I need to gather my thoughts. When I was watching it, I was trying to give women the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And then at the end, when he had I had heard all the other people, like people who he had hired. And so then I felt I felt I was like, all right, this dude's like good. Mm-hmm. But let's all be honest. Who are the enemies? If my man would have been like, I'm followed by enemies, I'd be like, who are the enemies? What are they from? What are their names? Can you call the cops? No, I'm not going to take out a loan for you. I would never, mm-hmm. ever, ever take out a loan to help my quote unquote boyfriend who I see once a month or whatever the case was. No, I'm not going to give you my credit card number either. Nope. No, that sounds like a personal problem. Call your, your billionaire parents, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they involved in that? Yeah, that, that was really what got me. So I do not blame the two women that we were following in this series. I do not blame them because I genuinely think both of their hearts were in the right place. They had both Mm -hmm. like kind of been taken away. They had both experienced the life, you know, so they, they had no reason to doubt that he wasn't who he said he was. He definitely, you know, backed himself up and, you know, made sure, you know, if you Googled him, what would come up is what he wanted to come up. What I had the issue with, you can be in love with somebody though, and still ask some of those questions. And that was also my biggest question is, if he is a son of a billionaire, they are going to have other ways to get him money without relying on you. Maybe it was a one-time thing, but like after that, you know, in a pinch, sure. Maybe it's a one-time thing. I still wouldn't take out a loan. I'd be like, I can give you this amount, but that's all, that's all I can give Mm -hmm. you. Like, that's it. Like, I don't play with money because it's like the problem with money is it's like, you have to pretty much give it knowing you might not get it back, right? And if you're giving mm-hmm. away if you're giving away a certain amount that you are not comfortable not having, then you are in no business. You have no business lending it out, right? Absolutely. That's how you have to give money is not that you don't want it back, but just with the expectation, you might not see it again. So that was my problem. But it was like, if you're a billionaire and your family is this powerful, they're going to find ways to be able to get you money and funds and things without you having to borrow from your girlfriends. Like that other chick was saying, like the one at the end where she just started selling off his clothes, like good, oh, good yeah, on you. It. Loved it. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have that. done that? Then like go sell one of your watches. You know what I mean? Go sell like a couple of your Gucci sweaters. Like 
you can get some quick cash, but there are other ways to do it without, you know, going there, go get a paycheck. And, I don't know, like do something like that's crazy. Go to Amsco. And honestly, <laughs> if you know, your life is in that much danger. Why would you not always have some sort of cash on you, on your friends, like in safety deposit boxes around the, like, you're going to have a backup plan. You're going to have plan A through Z. Like there's no way you're that, you're that wealthy and you don't have all these different plans. I, my first words would have been, why don't you call your parents who are the actual Correct. billionaires? Figure out a way for them to get you money, like untraceable. Come on. They have that much money and power. They, there's going to be ways they can get it to you without people yep. being able to follow you. Yep. Also, let's talk about his partners who are also terrible people mm. like the Peter Very dude shady. and mm-hmm. the other guy's name. A, a. Pretty little you guys players. are really okay with this. Uh-uh. Like you guys are like garbage in itself. Yeah. They were totally in on it. They were absolutely in on it. Mm-hmm. And the fact they have not had any, the fact a, that he hasn't had any actual legal issues because of it. Like, yeah, he went to jail in Israel for five months and now he's out. Mm-hmm. And as long as he stays in Israel, He's good. It doesn't matter. But like yeah. other other than that, he's faced no actual legal issues. Meanwhile, these poor women are paying like hundreds and thousands of dollars of debt. Mm-hmm. Which I feel so bad for them. Same. It's just it's it's insane. And the fact that there is another woman dumb enough to date him, I do consider her dumb because by the time she mm-hmm. started dating him, all this is everywhere. Homeboy just got out of jail. Like, where do you think he's getting all this money, sweetie? Like, give me a break. I tried to look her up on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. But I think she deactivated her account. I think they both did uh, after this really started gaining popularity. Um, but I think he's he's still very active on TikTok or something. Is I was reading a BuzzFeed article about it. But, oh, my God. This was so annoying. I just get so frustrated. I mean, I just feel so bad that women are so get so swept up in this, quote, unquote, fairy tale of, like, wanting this Prince Charming who, like, has all the money and can like take away your problems and do all the things that they just put blinders on when it comes to real men in real relationships. It's there's no such thing as Prince Charming. Even actual royalty have their own issues as we have all seen with Harry, mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan. Nobody is going to come and just save you. You have to be good on your own. Like it just drives me crazy. I don't get it. I don't get it. I hate it. I'm more annoyed with the injustice of things. Like the women don't even get any kind of compensation. Well, for... they can't even file anything against him. Yeah, like it's bullshit. I, I mean, until they until he leaves the, the literal country of Israel, I don't think there's anything they can do. They absolutely should be getting money. If he's showing off Ferraris and like all this other stuff mm-hmm. that he's gotten, they should absolutely be like, just fucking, you know what? Just sell the damn Ferrari, give the women their money and call it a day. But I guess it's more than just the two of them. I mean, he they said he's just, what, tens of millions of dollars that he's taken from people over the years. So, Ten million. Yeah. Ten million. Yeah. It all equated to that. Insane. He had some people in New York. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's mind boggling. Like, how did he learn how to do that? Like, it's crazy. This is like... Reminds me of the catch me if you can. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. Yo, I wish I would have, I don't want to be any of those women, but when the chick, he was like, I'm living in a hostel, I would have been like, sounds like a nice time. I really enjoyed his girlfriend at the end. Like, she was awesome. I loved that she did what she did. Like, it was incredible. It was like, yeah, I'm going to come and get your clothes and then we're going to sell it. I'll get you the money. And then she's like, bye, sucker. I mean, totally scary that she put herself in that predicament because you have no idea when people get to that point of desperation, you do not know what they're going to do. But um, I was like, good on you. Good on you Mm -hmm. for getting something back from him. So I like when she was doing the interview and she's like, oh, something else of his just sold. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're still selling his clothes. Sure am. I loved it. Hell yeah. I loved every minute Hell of yeah. it. Hell yeah. I would sell every single thing I could. 
I also need, I need, I need more about this chick who was in a lawsuit with him and then had his child and then now is suddenly fine. I mean, she's absolutely taking advantage of these other women and like just living off the lifestyle. I feel like she just shut up because he probably gave her money and whatever else. But I'm like, no, no, there's a special place in hell for people who do that. I mean, comment or, you know, okay, that's, that's, that's what you do. But like, you don't feel the least bit bad. This just happened mm-hmm. to you. And you got pregnant with this kid. Correct. Not okay. Damn. Yep. Garbage people. Just another example of bad romance. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to hear from you. Were you swept away by Verity or did you also jump ship at the headboard bite marks? Email us at hello at pageragepodcast.com or DM us on Insta at pageage underscore podcast. And as always, please, please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast network.